Listen, I'm doing you guys a favor by letting you even be in here. Ukuba upinde wakutukumisa dakutuma apa kwesishishlalo. Does she speak English? When she wants to. And welcome back to A Star Contrast, where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. Hello, hello, everybody. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Di. <laughs> we were just <laughs> catching up on all the stuff that we've been doing. It's only, it's always only ever two weeks, but it literally feels like an eternity every time. <laughs> it feels like a month. Like a we month, both, like a straight up month. We both were on planes at some point. Right. We came back. In party towns, no yeah. less. Vegas and Austin. Oh, yes. Yeah. Definitely both party towns. Right? I was like, oh. <laughs> I was and, in College yeah. City. And then just, and then came back Labor Day. We were Le- back yeah. Labor, in Labor Day weekend the next weekend. Yep. I'm in Palm Springs yeah. doing degenerate stuff. That's what we call our group that I went with. Like we're just, we, we just, we are just degenerates. Oh full grown, full grown adults yeah. on degenerate behavior with oh full time jobs on degenerate behavior. Adult money. It's stupid. It's gross. <laughs> it's really stupid. You're enjoying yourself. It's yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, injured my ribs, so I got that going for me. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm just old, so I have that going for me. <laughs> Coffee hurts. I'm, I'm keeping that in. I'm keeping that in. I don't care. Oh, no. I'm keeping that in. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. So, so it feels like an eternity has gone by. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like one escapade after another, right? And then yeah. for me, I'm already like, I'm already. I came back. I'm just barely catching up with myself. Like because of the last two months yeah. and I started to put out some spooky stuff and I was like, it's basically October for me. Oh, so God. I have spooky stuff out. Summer's is it's, summer over. I don't know if it's officially fall yet, okay. but it is very close. Yeah. The autumnal equinox yeah. is coming up. I'm ready. Real for, quick. I mean, I'm ready for the call. That's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the overcast has been nice. So, yeah. so we're getting into it and, and things are going to start releasing for the holidays, but um yeah so doubling back to austin thanks to those who attended the spinning webs in the spider-verse panel at galaxy con um so yeah i was unfortunately david marquez who who was an artist for um a lot of miles morales books he had to cancel due to due to cold and illness uh thanks to his kids but uh, I was joined by um, Silk artist Tana Ford and, of course, Robbie Rodriguez, who is known for co-creating Spider-Gwen. And so, we, yeah, we had a nice little chat, um, mostly about comics, but I got some really great questions from the audience about the films. Oh, that's cool. And it was stuff that they didn't, the two of them didn't necessarily know about. So uh, I was like, hey, I got you. <laughs> nice. So, so, yeah, it was a nice little balance. We had a few cosplayers there, like uh, like a handful of Miles's. Um, a noir, a couple of Gwens and stuff. It was cool. Um, so yeah, so thanks, thanks to anybody who happens to be listening, uh, who was there. Um, and while I was in Austin, I had, I had a few things like, as I do with every convention, Uh I got to meet again, 
Mr. Charlie Cox. That was so cool. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> he was just chilling. So the, the, the thing that really shook me, because usually, again, I don't get starstruck anymore. I'm not that person. Yeah. Because of my profession, in my previous profession. So when I was in line with the handler to get the picture with Kristen Ritter, a.k.a. Jessica Jones. Yeah. I was like super, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, it's Kristen Ritter. I love Jessica, and she's gorgeous in person, like yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. And I looked to the right, and I was like, oh my God. And Charlie Cox was just sitting in a chair. He was like literally watching. He was just sitting slumped over <laughs> like this, and he was just watching everybody come in. And I was like, has he been there the entire, because I went at the tail end of her session. Uh, I was originally only going to take a picture with both of them. Uh-huh. But because I got pulled in as like a VIP, oh. I just went in line for her by herself. And he was, so he must have been sitting there. Oh my God. Her entire session. And all those people like coming in that actually paid to, to see her were probably like, oh my God, it's a two for one. Because <laughs> you get to see him, but well, you- just take the picture with her. Wow. So they were just chilling like homies. And then Vincent D'Onofrio was taking his own pictures somewhere else in another booth. And so I literally came in and I was like, oh, my God, you're going to have to bleep this. I was like, I fucking love you. (laughs) And she was like, oh, my God, you're so cute. Oh, my gosh. It's nice to meet you. I was like, yeah, likewise. And she's exactly like she's tall. First off, she's very tall. Oh, really? She had boots on, but she's a tall lady. Like she has to be at least five, nine and, Ooh, and she's, she's, I mean, again, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. she's exactly what you expect. And then she was like, okay, I'll see you later. I was like, bye. And then I literally walked away. And then Paolo was like, all right, we're getting right back in. And we literally walked right back in. And then it was her and Charlie. And so. Both of them at the same time? At the same time. So my picture, I have a picture with her and a picture with both of them that are taken literally within three minutes of each other. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty funny because I was like, crap. I'm was waiting. he like, or she like, back again? I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, what was it? What did, what did he say? Um, <laughs> I said something like, oh, deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> and she started laughing and then Charlie was like, oh, hello. Because you remember the Thwip shirt. I was wearing the same damn shirt yeah. that I wore the first time I met him like four months ago. I oh, was that's like, hilarious. Man, it's fine. But he's a, a delight. We got tangled. We're both awkward. So our arms got tangled. Like, <laughs> as I was walking How do you even like, like put your arm around a celebrity? You I, know, like, I know. Like, do you touch them? Right. I feel like every time, like, I mean, and like probably like that less than a handful <laughs> of times that I've been around, like, sure. I guess taking a picture with a celebrity. Yeah. It's like. Do like, I, it feels weird touching that because you feel right. like you're t- you're touching like you're in a museum. It's violation. Yeah, right? like you're, yeah. you're at the museum. You're, you're like, do I? Yeah, you know. And I've I've personally have rarely met anybody that will not like do it first. Like, yeah. for instance, like one where I didn't I didn't even reach for anybody. It was because I had a picture with like the Guardians, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, four, yeah. five people in a picture. No one's doing anything. So we're just trying to get it done. But like, I don't think I've ever had a picture with somebody where they didn't reach over. And so in this case, like Kristen, Kristen reached over and then Charlie reached over. So I was like, all right, well. <laughs> I got you both. And I was like, oh my God, I'm touching their, their like, their sides. Their sides. Like at the same time. And it's, it's Jessica weird. Jones and Matt Murdock. <laughs> it was amazing. I love them. Oh my God. And they're so nice. There's very crazy. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm two for two with Charlie. Third time's a charm. We're actually going to sit down and have a discussion. I'm going to be like, so do you want to talk about the thing you you can't talk talk about? about? (laughs) 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 
But yeah, it's a good time. And then I actually picked up a new graded comic book. Oh my god! And I don't want to reach over for it, but I know you had seen it when it was sitting up I there. I did. I was like, "Is that new?" Incredible Hulk number two seventy one, mm-hmm. which is the first official appearance of Rocket Raccoon. Oh. Nine point two. Wow. I mean, you know, like most people won't settle for anything under a 9.5. That's fine. That's them. I'm like, uh-uh. I just I just want to be able to have one that's a decent copy that has good I resale mean, 9.2 value. is still good. It's pretty good. So this book goes for about 300 or more. Damn. Even at 9.2. But <laughs> the lovely people at Austin Books and Comics... Um, gave me an incredible deal that I will not disclose on this book. You love that. And I was like, I shouldn't. So I'll think about it. And I, once again, walked around the corner and literally came right back. And I said, F it, just give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because he actually acknowledged me first when I walked up. And so he was like, hey, nice lady from Robbie's table. <laughs> so... <laughs> So he'd been actually working with Robbie to get some books signed for their store. Uh, and he recognized me because I'm the one yeah, at the yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, hello. And I didn't, it didn't register with me. And so he's like, oh, I can give you a deal. I was like, I'll take a deal. And so I had to take it. That is and so a, I took the deal. And so Sounds like I, a good deal. Yeah. So now I'm just only missing, of the Guardians, I'm only missing Drax and Groot. And that's it. I have Ooh, everybody else. Oh, for, oh, and for, Mantis. Oh, first appearance? Mm-hmm. So I have Star-Lord, I have a Rocket, I have Gamora, Nebula, Nova, Adam Warlock. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have all the primary people, so I'm just missing those three. I might have Mantis, actually, but yeah. So that was pretty cool. And so Austin was, of course, awesome because big food, drinks. <sighs> it's a party town, but I didn't really Where in that. Austin is it, exactly? The convention? I, yeah. There's an Austin Convention oh, wait. Center. Yes. And it's next to the University of Texas. Oh, never mind. I think I might be thinking oh, something really? else. I was thinking about when I, when I went to Austin City Limits, yeah. I picked up our wristbands oh. in like this convention center. Oh, it might but be But I don't know one. if it's that because it was like, mm. I don't know, it was next to a college. So. Maybe. Because was, I was mostly around near, I was near like Congress. Yeah. That's where it is? Yeah, like near, six, Con- near 6th Street. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I was around the same area. We were within walking distance. So we did a few um, speakeasies, like the hidden ones. That you have to find, hmm. and then you have to get a code. We'll talk about this off the sure. mic, but yeah, it's some good sure. stuff. <laughs> but um, it was a great time. Uh, spent it with a lot of our, our artists, and uh, we had some cancellations, but we made the most of it. And uh, yeah, so only two more shows, at least conventions for the year for me. I think I just have um, New York Comic Con next month, and then oh my I th- God. Columbus. <laughs> In December. Ohio? Ohio in December. Damn, New York? Oh my god. New York. My my annual trip is coming up. I know. Up. And I, I get to meet, get to meet Chris Evans. So that's cool. Uh, ah, provided he doesn't cancel. Because I was gonna meet our own um what's his Will Poulter. <laughs> but he canceled. That's so, right. You should, yeah. Yeah, Adam Warlock is not appearing at New York Comic Con. If you didn't know that, I'm so sorry. Was um Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofre just there for photo ops? Mm-hmm. And autographs. So, so they, they, they have panels, but they don't talk about... They literally can't talk about anything. No. So they're like, how did you get into acting? Or how, what, how did you... like?" They, they can't they, even talk about like, very how was working on Netflix Daredevil? Nope. 
Damn. They, they can't retroactively talk about it anymore. They used to be able to. Now, they can't. I saw a clip <laughs> of Vincent. I was it Vincent? It was Vincent and, and I was going to call him Matt. Charlie on stage at another convention at some point before GalaxyCon. Uh-huh. And they were just on stage eating chips. <laughs> like sharing chips. They both had bags of chips and they're just like answering questions, generic questions. And they're swapping bags in the middle of it. And they're just like. They literally Shooting can't like, talk about anything. Yeah, they can't talk about anything. So And this godforsaken strike, <laughs> man. Gosh. Can we please? There's things coming now that I don't even know it's out. Yeah, right? <laughs> and speaking like, of... Like, I didn't know I Am Groot is out. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to bring that up right now. So speaking of I Am Groot, uh, Jeff hasn't seen it yet, but I, I watched it yesterday. And see. the new quote-unquote season, it's adorable. And you can finish it within 20 minutes. Easy. It's Bucky, like lunch for me. Nice. Bucky was like legitimately glued to the TV. He was watching. He loves <laughs> Love that. Groot. Yeah, it's so cute. There is one very, very brief cameo in it. It's <gasps> great. I was going to ask. I love it. <gasps> it's so cute. Okay. I love baby Groot. Um, so go watch you some of that if you can and haven't yet. Although I have to say, Jeff, if you missed Rogers the Musical... It, the ship has officially sailed. Already? The short-lived show at DCA dropped its final curtain on August 31st. Why? I was so sad Is when I found Is it only for out. the summer? It was, they said limited time. I didn't think it was that limited, but evidently it was. Limited time? Yeah, so it's gone. What, are they going to go back to Frozen? I don't know. I hope I'm not. sorry, if you're in the Frozen show, like, I'm sure you're amazing <laughs> yeah. in it, but I mean, come on. Frozen wasn't, uh, Aladdin. Oh Bring boy. back Aladdin, please. Aladdin on Broadway is out. Um, uh. But yeah, so unfortunately, it has officially stopped, and so I'm super duper sad, because I was like, oh, I'll at least go to the last one. And then my friend was like, oh, it happened already. I was like, oh. Well, <laughs> so Pain. unfortunately, if you haven't seen it, you got to watch on YouTube or something. So wow. that's sad. Um, and then finally, new Loki season two, Caesar, uh, te- Caesar, <laughs> teaser, Caesar. season two teaser dropped. Woo. Did you watch that? Of course. I actually did. Wow. Because it wasn't too... But it's funny because I tune out. I don't listen to it. I just look at what's happening and then I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. Have you been to McDonald's yet? I haven't been inside, but I've gotten the Loki sauce. Oh, they're doing it. They did something at Randy's Donuts too in Inglewood. Oh, did they? Yeah. Shoot. Because I yeah. know they were taking over New York stuff. They did New York and, and they yeah. did a Randy's Donuts one. Damn. I think I it was like Miss Minutes in the, in the donut, which makes a lot of sense. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That would be cool. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I've, I've not seen anything in the wild, but... I'd like to. I'm wondering what they're going to do. Um, they really I, teased I, the Victor I, Timely in it. Yeah, they did. And I was like, That's oh. right. The Kang thing. So I was, I was like, like oh. interesting. So he's still still happening. Still in there. We'll see. Um, yeah, I wonder what they're going to do if they're going to do screenings like they did Ahsoka. So for Ahsoka, for instance, I just caught up on that. And they're showing, they're doing like fan screenings they're the doing, night before. They're showing episode five apparently in mm-hmm. theaters. Yeah, on Tuesday. So apparently. Yeah. It's a good ass episode. <laughs> I know. I was like, so is it a five? Is it a nine? How many episodes? Oh, six and six or nine? S- six or an eight? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So we'll see if Loki gets the same treatment. That'd be kind of amazing. I'd like to like to go see that. Hey, Marvel, remember us? We're here. <laughs> <laughs> send uh, us. Send us. And uh, but unfortunately. So while that that premieres on Friday, October 6th, it looks like the rest of the shows are getting delays. I saw that, like uh, uh, Agatha is officially 
yes. getting pushed, which means everything after that, pushed. Yeah, the only thing on track right now is uh, Loki and yeah. the Marvels. Because I think even X-Men, the animated series, got it got pushed. pushed to January, which yeah. was supposed to be November, December. So, that sucks. Again, end the strike. Pay your, <laughs> pay your actors and pay your writers. Pay them now. Sorry. <laughs> So with that said, we can move on to the actual topic of the show. Woo! But just a reminder, we are not experts and we don't claim to be. We're just a couple of nerds nerding out. Yes. And this episode, we will be nerding out over not only Okoye, but also the Dore Melage yeah. of the Black Panther universe. Woohoo! Yes. So, created by, and this is going to be a new one for you, Jeff. Christopher Priest and Mark Texiera. Oh, wow. Uh, both Okoye and the Dora Milaje made their first appearance in Black Panther number one, volume three, oh. November 1998. Oh, wow. So they've been around for a hot minute. A little bit, getting up there. Not not like Black Panther status, because yeah, he's in the not 60s. Not like golden but years, but... Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so... <laughs> This one doesn't even have... This is the era where they no longer put prices on covers. So I can't even guess the price? You can, because it was on the back cover or the interior uh, cover. But do you want to give a shot? 1998. 1998. Okay. Guys, last time I got it very <laughs> right, and it was 1969. It was at 12 cents. Yes, you did. So now we're going to fast now forward fast 20, 20 plus years. Almost the turn of the Almost, century. Yeah. God. Is it still <laughs> going to be... Is it going to be a, gonna be under a dollar so still? So here, think about things that were in the world in 1998. Like I was how four much, years old. Oh, you're, so that doesn't <laughs> help at all. God. <laughs> I was in high school. So in high school, you could probably get... Like you could get a soda for fifty cents or seventy five cents. Yeah. Oh and then think of how much they are now. Uh I wanna guess between a dollar and two dollars. Okay. Like that's where I'm that's where my head's going. Okay. So I wanna do let's go a dollar seventy five. Is this the price is right? <laughs> <laughs> Come well, on, Bob. <laughs> what we got? It's not a bad guess, but it's not right either. It's very wrong. No, it's not too wrong. It's so we're looking at we're hovering at around two eighty five. Oh. So we're off by a buck. Damn, inflation sucks. Inflation <laughs> sucks because especially with comics, are like they're four ninety nine and up now. Are they? Yeah. I'm so used to things being overpriced. I'm like, oh, the comics are like probably like 10 yeah. bucks. No, I mean, <laughs> depending on, we didn't even talk about variants. Variants are a yeah. thing. So, so yeah, we're looking at just under $3 at this time. So, um, as I'll post on social, like, yeah, the cover is just a Black Panther with the cape that and cowl. Sick, though. Very like, yeah, well, I don't know if we'll ever see this particular suit. They've, they've, Paid homages to it, slight yeah. nods, you know, with the gold um, detailing and such. But, but yeah, so Okoye and the Dora Milaje made their first appearance in here. And believe it or not, this is uh, here's a look at the Dora Milaje in the first panel of uh -huh. the first appearance, as well as Zuri. Oh, so. It's, it's interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I believe Zuri was. Portrayed by um, 
Forrest, Forrest Whitaker? Whitaker. Yeah. And so do you want to give a guess of who was who in this picture? So there's a picture of two Dora Milaje in red, uh, very gorgeous women. Is one of them one is one of them Okoye? One is Okoye and one is another character. Is one Ayu? No. I think the one on the left is uh Okoye. Okay. And then the right is yeah. it Nakia? Well she was she was in Dora Milaje at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that Nakia? You're correct. So that's oh! is that Okoye. Guys, I'm good Nakia. at answering questions that aren't the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. And so before we get too far into those weeds, um, the highest uh, edition of this comic book you can find on Shortbox that's graded is a 9.8, uh, available for approximately $1,200. Oh my God. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's worth a pretty penny. And then on eBay, there's a CBCS 9.8 available for the same price. The lowest I could find graded was an 8.5 on short box for about 50 bucks. That's not bad. It's not bad. It's uh, also a drop from 1200 to yeah, 50 for but again, like one yeah. for one 1.3. It's that's how different it is, right? Oh God. Yeah. And so um, on eBay, a CGC 8.0 available for 35 bucks. And if you wanted it raw, just a loose copy, they start at around $12. Wow. So you could still get it and then yeah. get it graded and it would still be you know whatever but it is an older book it's almost 30 years old so condition might vary but so this is clearly your first exposure to the character was the film yeah, yeah. i think for most people i think i think this is definitely one for me this was yeah. hands down my yeah first exposure. but i also it also plays into the, the actor that plays plays into mm. the character because that that means like that actor was so good it made an impact on you that you remember them they're like oh yeah, yeah. okoye mm-hmm. the dora milaje they're mm-hmm. like like ryan coogler did his freaking thing yeah. with black panther yeah he did yeah and he still does which is my favorite yeah. part for the circumstances they were given for mm-hmm. wakanda forever sure oh my gosh oh i know brutal i mean I, yeah <laughs> um and i'm sure i'm sure we'll talk about a lot of that um yeah for me same this isn't one of those cases where I was like, oh, yeah, I knew about that. Like, no, I don't like in the 90 in the late 90s going into 2000s. I had taken like a break from comics. Yeah. And I was definitely more into anime at that point. Uh, and so I didn't come back until like maybe 2004. So there's a little gap of time where I just was completely absent. So I completely missed the boat as far as their entry into the MCU or the Marvel Universe rather came. And so when Black Panther started to to rise up, in relevance for the MCU and preparation for the MCU, mm-hmm. that's when I started to go back and start reading everything, but not to the degree that I know now, obviously. And so like really seeing them on screen was my first real like, okay, this is who they are. This is what they do. And so the first, first, first thing I saw personally was that I, they used to do those preview screenings of like the first 15 minutes or yes. whatever it was. And so for Black Panther, they actually showed the scene in the first film when they go to the casino. Oh, the casino scene. Yeah. yeah. And so with that like scene, I was immediately sold on the movie, on the movie, on, on, you know, Chad, on Denai, who by that time, of course, I was already familiar with, with the walking, Wa- walking dead. dead yeah. yeah. And I love her as Michonne. So seeing her on screen as a I was like, Oh my God, this is perfect. Yeah, I remember for seeing her. videos of, when they saw that scene for the first time at Comic Con and yeah. they announced it. Yeah. Oh, that's that might have been it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. 
like obviously they didn't show it in video, but I remember like ap- they showed like the actors after they had shown the clip, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "Yo, what the yeah. heck was that?" Yeah, that, that was, was a crazy. good day. It was a good day. I'm sure I have that. I'm sure I have that on my phone somewhere. <laughs> um so yeah i should pull that up um yeah i think i I think that's where i saw it first and then i saw the theater thing because it was like guardians where they like kind of free poster come see this thing old promotional tactics um so yeah so let's i don't have a trading card because again i I was kind of missing during this whole you know era yeah but um i have a digital card and it says uh, Okoye serves the Black Panther as a personal bodyguard and the nation of Wakanda as a torchbearer of tradition and virtue. Okoye is as deadly as she is wise and stands as one of T'Challa's most trusted allies and companions. Yeah. Simple and straight to the point. Yeah. And honestly, this entire talk is pretty simple and straight to the point. There are some things that are going to be like, what? <laughs> but, of course, what would it be if it wasn't, right? Yeah. So, Okoye, straight up. That's the name. Um, so she's undoubtedly more uh, a mid-modern character being released in 1998, despite uh, Black Panther coming out in you know, the 60s, 70s. Um, and uh, yeah, she, in the comic itself, like I just showed you with Zuri, she was actually introduced with a number of characters. And so there's an antagonist named Manuel uh, Ramos, as well as a, uh, a rat named Buster. <laughs> Okay. Zuri, Nakia, and the Dora Milaje. So all of those first appearances are in that single book, which is kind of wild because it's like they're just basically, it's like almost like a soft reboot because it was a number one too. Uh, so it's the third volume of the Black Panther. So they're like, all right, this is the point where we're going to come in hot, rewrite some of the history a little bit and make it more modern and fresh for the turn of the century. Mm. So it steered them toward the 2000s version, which is kind of what I feel like they've maintained more. Um, And so for Okoye, as a teenager, um, when she was first recruited into the Dora Milaje, she was joined by Nakia, which is interesting because in the movies, Nakia was like, not she didn't want. Dora. She didn't want. Yeah. A part. A part of it. She yeah. She's rogue in the right, movies. Right. Exactly. Right. And so, in the comics, once once they joined, it was kind of like they picked up this long spoken about tradition for Wakandans. And so, <laughs> um, it's said that the selection process of uh, the Dora Malaje is sort of like it's a political tradition. And I feel like they mention this in the film very briefly, maybe in passing discussion or something, but they mentioned that they come together and they have like all that representation from all the tribes. Yeah. Not only for the, what do they call them? Like, you know, when all the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, all the yeah. representation, like all the representatives of each tribe. Yeah, yeah. Like not only are they represented in that form, but also in the Dora because the Dora Malaje have members from each, each tribe. tribe. And so they, they're there to maintain the peace across the country. And then they have members that hold those places in the royal palace. It's like this entire monarchy, patriarchy sort of system. And so they, they're all even Stephen, pretty much, right? <laughs> like, what better way to keep the peace yeah. than have everybody that's, you know, it's like a true democracy of sorts. And so, you know, just a, as a quick reminder, um, tribes include Merchant Border, River Mining, Golden, which is the royal family, and Jabari, 
Uh, and we talked about most of them in our Mbaku character yep. study. So episode 41, just rewind about 20 episodes and, and uh, we talk a lot about them there. But yeah, so your one and only actual pop quiz for this episode. Do you remember what Doro Melage means? Oh my God. <laughs> and it's right there. It's in, it's in the words, which is especially the first word. Dora? Mo- mm-hmm. Dora the Explorer? Mm-hmm. Like- <laughs> <laughs> what does she say? What is, what is her like, we did it! Or no, or is that Bob? We did it! Yeah, is it? Or, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, where is? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that and it's like a pause. Good! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's her whole thing is that she like waits for the kid, yeah. right? And it's like, I ate it up. I used to watch that. I, I, was, I have no so shame. I used funny. to watch I'd be like, she's right behind you. What the? Oh my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I, it like total, total tangent. But like, I remember seeing a, like I was in dentist office or something and it was on. Yeah. And like, I remember the first time seeing it and she did like the dramatic the pause. pause yeah. And I was like, is it paused? Like, what's happening? And then the kids are like, it's behind you. <laughs> That's me with, and Blue's Clues. I was religiously, Which, religiously. by the way, Steve Burns was at that convention again. Oh, my God. And I saw so many people cosplaying as Steve, like with the green shirt. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. There was a guy yeah. on a plane wearing the Steve shirt. Yeah, everybody. And Dora Milaje. Dora Milaje, um, yeah. <laughs> my first thought was going to, like, protect her of this. Mm-hmm. That was, like, my first, like, gut thought. Mm-hmm. I forget the part of the movie where they where where they say the meaning of it. Yeah. Um, God, I don't know. Simply said, Dora Milaje means the adored ones, uh, heralded ones, the magnificent ones. Uh, yeah. So they're just they're they're on a pedestal, in a uh, way. Yeah. So so that's what that's what they are, and so um, that's what it translates to. But. The Dora Milaje themselves. So we actually got a few questions about them as a unit, more so how many members the, the, the group can have, as well as how they're chosen. So despite the origins stemming as far back as the 11th century, the tradition of Dora Milaje had subsided over time until the reign of King T'Challa. So, so he was in a relationship. So we talked about this in, in our T'Challa episode, which is way back when, I think 18 or something. Yeah. And so he once was dating and seeing a woman, an American woman named Monica Lynn. And so this is the woman that Nakia threw out of the helicopter or whatever. And she's like, he's mine. <laughs> she like yes. knocked her out of a helicopter. Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> but anyway, so, so the rise of the Dora Milaje occurs at the time after that relationship didn't work out for T'Challa for uh-huh. various reason, reasons. And so um, in the books, they were actually, shockingly enough, wives in waiting for the My seated God. king. So henceforth, the, why they look the way they do in this comic book strip, right? They're made up. They've got makeup on. Yeah. They're wearing tight red dresses, which isn't unlike that scene from Civil War where A.O., approaches Natasha yes and she's like move or I'll make you move yes and so that representation of them just like the power that they like had without even saying anything yeah that's the same presence that they have in the comics but in the comics it's because they're like essentially potential wives for the king oh so versus just being women of power that's crazy very different (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh so so yeah there were wives in waiting and so 
In this case, Okoye and Nakia and the rest of the Chosen Ones were potential suitors for T'Challa. So he was not interested, which is the funny thing. And so he actually looked more to them like confidants and like even it's even written like he looks to them as like children they're his children he wants to yeah he like, wants to like trustworthy them. like mm-hmm. like people on like right hand and left hand women exactly <laughs> exactly which they are more I mean, so yeah. in the films yeah which i think is the better move <laughs> i agree kinda, like it's weird so so like if you if you think back to our t'challa episode in particular like and we'll talk about nakia a little bit more later but like from the get she was like it's going to be me. I, I'm going to be the woman. I'm going to uh, be the wife in the comics. And Okoye was like, mm, I don't care about that. I just want to be yeah. like part of the Dora Milaje. And so, um, so Okoye herself was introduced as T'Challa's chauffeur <laughs> in the comic. It's like, it literally says like Okoye, the king's chauffeur and bodyguard. Just like okay, I don't know why she has to she has to be a chauffeur, but it's kind of funny in in, in retrospect. And then, um, and then the Dora Milaje themselves uh, only speak Hausa, which is a language mainly spoken in Nigeria and Niger, and um, parts of West Africa. So, so their cultural and and actual origin ties are very, again, like the films, very connected, like they are to their roots and all that stuff, which yeah. is fantastic. And then, if you want to learn more about the Dora and their their tribe like essence there's actual real book that now exists that's practical you can go buy it it's called protectors of wakanda a history and training manual for the Dora melange oh. how intense this training is i'm not sure maybe it's a it part- feels intense yeah. not red room intense but it feels intense <laughs> yeah it might be like some some workout who knows but it basically tells more of their lineage in a modern day sense and so it's it's pretty cool it was just recently published i don't know maybe the next last year or maybe even less than um but of course yeah let's talk about okoye portrayed by danai gurira in the mcu first seen in uh black panther was it Black Panther? Civil War. No, she wasn't in she Civil wasn't War. In Civil she War. was in Black Panther, yeah. So she was first introduced in Black Panther. Um, last seen in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So yeah, it's it's interesting that we were actually indeed introduced to Ao first. I mean, her presence alone is so intense compared oh, to Okoye. Yeah. Like, I Okoye felt is... it in, in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh God. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I love Ao like so much. Um, but yeah, it's, like, how did you... Because what was... Actually watching the movie, your first introduction to them? Or had you seen that clip from Comic-Con first? No. Uh, that was... I think that was it. Wow. Like, seeing Civil War, and then that, like, the, whole, the introduction of Black Panther and sure. everything. yeah. And then, yeah, like, that scene with, with Nat. Yeah. And, like, I was like... I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, here we go. Warrior, warrior ladies. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so, I... Yeah, when once they finally gave them their own, like it's this is happening, this is coming, right? Like yeah. the end of Winter Soldier, for instance, were introduced to, where we see Bucky go under, at, in Wakanda, and then the Civil War aspect with actually bringing in T'Challa full force. Man, that was a time for the MCU. Man, that Dude, was really the good peak. times. I mean, I get why people complain, right? Because it was like solid. Yeah. I mean, let me just say, I just watched a Flash. Yesterday, 
I should have watched The Flash and then I Am Groot, but I did the reverse and I was like, oh, why I, know, I, I, do that? I saw it was on Max and I was like, ooh. Look, it ain't horrible, but it could have been like 20 minutes. I just minutes. watched the YouTube video of the Corridor Digital guys. They do yeah. bad. They like, they react, like VFX artists react to bad and great VFX. Sure. And they pretty much did a whole Who on The Flash. They? Yeah. And I was it's like, interesting. and I, I, I actually watched it and I was, I was like, oh, now I have context for this. For these specific scenes sure. that you know people are judging and i'm like oh i see why yeah it's and, interesting right yeah i was like oh i see why and i tried to keep like again another tangent i tried to keep in mind that apparently andy andy muschietti who is the director was like oh no it's all intentional and i was like i don't know man no. <laughs> and so so thinking back to how because you know in my head while well, i was watching it i was like okay how does this measure up to like say guardians of the galaxy volume three oh definitely loses Ant Man, uh, <laughs> like Ant Man, I feel I mean, pace pace wise, uh, pace wise. Well, at least with Ant Man, the story they're was supposed there. to yeah, they're supposed to look like they're from another sure. world, you yeah. Know? Whereas in right. the flat, I haven't even seen the movie, but I've seen that scene multiple times. Yeah, they're doing all these multiverse stuff, sure. and they look like it was very interesting. It looked like yeah. I was like, I don't believe that that's an actual person. <laughs> Yeah, it was difficult actually. Like, there's a there's a very brief like Henry Cavill like blip in it, and I was like, "What is that?" I saw I saw like a Batfleck one, and I was like, "Oh." It did. <laughs> I'm gonna choke. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's definitely like, worth a watch. But yeah, I can like definitely Multiverse see. Multiverse of Madness was better than. Yeah, no, it was, and 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 you know, people can say what they will about the MCU and how different it is from the Civil War Winter Soldier days, but at least like. The rest of it is at least mostly consistent. You know what I mean? Like they haven't degraded in that sense. But but yeah, like Civil War and Winter Soldier specifically are so like peak storytelling, and then it beautifully segues into Black Panther. Yeah. Like beautifully. Like- Another quick side tangent: When I was in Palm Springs, <laughs> yeah. my friend that he I think he's in an MCU too yeah and so we were talking about it and then he was asking me about like like oh like what's your favorite um I think whatever like like project I told him yeah and he was like oh what about do you hate any anyone and do you hate any other single project I was like honestly no I I don't don't." he was like so you don't you don't hate like anything I was like no there's not one I hate it's just like maybe I prefer more than others but there has there's not there hasn't been he was like so there hasn't been one that you just dislike I was like no same actually I I, I, I mean sure call me it's like sure I guess it's biased but it's also like I also was telling I was like if the story is telling what it's supposed to be told then you know yeah it did its job you know those are your famous words <laughs> like truly but it's very true it's kind of like if i go in expecting something yeah it's kind of the well, then i'm gonna hate it mm-hmm. and i'm gonna be like oh they didn't do this oh, yeah well you know right with any other like with any other just sure. like disney show mm-hmm. like, even like star wars like you know you, like say if it I, I i don't follow star wars that much but i did see people saying like you're expecting something certain in ahsoka yeah and they're like oh well that just killed the theory and it's like well if you're going with like that yeah you know you're kind of you, expectation yeah it's kind of yeah. like well damn that yeah. didn't happen so it's like yeah exactly well yeah like <laughs> it's like mj says like if you if you don't expect anything you can't be disappointed yes right <laughs> exactly and it's very true and yeah. so yeah no i definitely think the same like I'll I'll even still vouch for Iron Fist, for instance. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't super duper great, but it wasn't that awful. 
you know what I mean? Like yeah. there are definitely parts of it, but like Colleen Wing, for instance, was like incredible in that series. The fact that they even brought defenders together yeah. was incredible. So it's like, sure, there are parts of it that aren't as great, but it's still they're all still good. I feel the same about Dark Phoenix. Right. <laughs> I brought it up on one of the past episodes yeah, where I exactly. was like, I was like, ah, oh, like it wasn't horrible, but I see why people hated it. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> real. I mean, I think the only one I would even begin to maybe consider is Origins. Maybe. Origins was not great, but it was still passable. It's, so, it's, like, it's, it's pretty just, bad. It's just funny. It's, it's just, just funny. It's funny yeah, because like it still has redeeming qualities because like, for instance, Sabretooth. Yeah. Redeeming, very redeeming. But like Leaf Schreiber you know, was fantastic. Then the whole Wade Wilson thing. Yeah, that's where it kind of goes. Uh, Gambit, off not sure like what accent he's using. Like, yeah, it, yeah, I get it. But but yeah, it's it was still good. So <laughs> so yeah, I, I definitely see how people kind of reflect back on Civil War and yeah. that whole specific era very very much because yeah, it, it is true. It, it's it was tough. able to introduce. It was able to like continue. Like characters, stories, mm-hmm. while also introducing new ones, and yeah. one of those being, you know, the sure. Black Panther and the, yeah. and the Dora Milaje, mm-hmm. and, like and, and Wakanda, and you're kind of like, like, ooh, okay, right? This is cool. Very different in so many ways, especially for representation, yeah, and also just like really bringing like that powerhouse of of a suite of people to the forefront because you have some like. Even even in the industry at that time, like Chad was really making some waves, and like Ryan Coogler as a director was, and then like again Danai and Lupita, of course, she was already like what Oscar nominated at that point, and so you're bringing all these people, and then Angela Bassett, and then Forrest, like it's unending. Oh yeah, everybody in that film was like bringing more than than you know enough to the table Martin by Freeman. just being there. Yeah, 100%. Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis, yeah. yeah. All these people. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Like, dude. And it really it really spurred something in people. And, and I think the, the, the Dora Milaje especially like had so much to do with like empowerment for women in the MCU that only amplified with that small, albeit brief, cameo of a force if you will in endgame you know because you know we were mentioning in a previous episode how you know some characters have had the uh the pleasure of getting like oh like it was in sam wilson for instance right like how sam has hasn't had his own solo project yet and will not until captain america 4 so to speak yeah but he has had such a great continuation of his story throughout other people's bits and pieces of movies and television and film yeah. that he has one hell of a story. And I feel like Okoye and the Dora are, are kind of like that, right? Where they haven't, like, we've only gotten two Black Panther movies, but it feels like we've been with them in their story for so much longer. Yeah. Yeah. Wallahi, I will shoot her right <laughs> So I guess we can move on to powers and paraphernalia. Um, so Okoye is undoubtedly a phenomenal human at her core, but she's also uh, a human, just a human, natural human. Uh, she happens to also be a master martial artist, tactician, and strategist. And so what you see is what you get with her, both in the comics as well as the MCU. But 
of course, in the MCU, she also tends to have the weaponry that is created or, you know, it's of Wakanda origin. And also Shuri has a lot to do with all this, you know, the vibranium aspect of it. Um, as well as a suit called the Midnight Angel suit. But that's something we're actually going to talk about a little later because there's Ooh. more to that. Yeah, there's more to that than I think people realize. So for now, we'll, we'll leap into family, friends, and affiliations. And so uh, top of the line, Riri Williams, a.k.a. Ironheart. Believe it or not, no significant connections in the comics whatsoever. None. Wow. None. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, I think we mentioned this in our Pepper episode, actually. Like, Pepper and Riri even have interaction. Of of interaction. Oh, wow. Yeah, because of the Iron Man aspect, you know. And then, um, of course, Riri Williams, a.k.a. Ironheart, portrayed by Dominic Thorne, first and last seen in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And so she's going to come back. I mean, like, again, they've not said anything about her solo series. Maybe she'll be in uh, Armor Wars. Like, we don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, we don't know. We'll hopefully see her again, though. Um, And then we actually had a listener question from Ariel Tima, Instagram. Has there been a lesser other than Okoye? And so we're going to get a little bit further into the members of the Dora Milaje in this bit. And um, it's actually quite interesting because, yeah, you know, aside being the first of them really properly introduced, she she often takes the back seat in a lot of these cases because in the comics, um, she's like in the in the MCU, she's no longer the general. So uh, in the members of the Dora Milaje, there is, of course, first. And- Guys. <laughs> Yeah, so we just had something fantastic Sorry for the, the very <laughs> abrupt cutoff there. Um, I'm going to put that in so you know exactly how it sounds on our end. Yeah, right? But um, my computer died on us, and we're using the computer as a battery, phantom power, and then it just went all haywire on me and froze, and I wasn't sure if the files were going to get recovered. <laughs> so there was a good 15 minutes of me panicking. Um, but then there was I went on a forum... And I was able to recover the file. And it was literally the only dice file that was not working. Yeah. So, but shout out to the internet. I <laughs> love saving, technology. Saving this episode. And I hate it at the same time. <laughs> but it literally saved an hour of recording. Yeah. Give this man a raise, guys. Holy smokes. Don't. I don't want it. All right. I just want seamless technology. <laughs> God, I hate that. <sighs> Back to our regularly scheduled program. You froze. We're back. Holy smokes. What were were we? We were discussing the team of the Dora. So this is when we're going to to kind of dive into the actual members of the Dora Melage. But of course, um, primarily focusing on the ones that we do see in the MCU. And so first and foremost, there's Anika. And so Anika, we've come to know far better thanks to Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And so she, in the comics, um, was a, a former leader of the Dora Milaje. And uh, she actually lost rank because she was arrested for, and stripped of that rank for killing a chieftain who had oh been God. victimizing women in the village. So, again, this sort of calls back to the way that the Dora existed in the comics to begin with. Again, they were, they were wives in waiting. So the women were more, 
like, you know, trophy wives than they were people of prominence as, as we see them in the films. And so Anika, you know, being, being as, as empowered as she was as an individual took it upon herself to protect the other women and unfortunately had to kill somebody to do so. And so she, she is no longer the, the general. So she was, she was more, so she was the Okoye in the comics. Yeah. And then, um, of course, Anika in the MCU is portrayed by Michaela Cole. Uh, and so, yeah, she, she definitely had a bigger role in the second film. Yeah. Um, and she ultimately became one of the Midnight Angels, uh, like she also does in the comics. Um, but there is also Ayo. And so uh, Ayo is Anika's lover and uh, another former Dora Milaje who also lost rank in the comic books. But, of course, Ayo... In uh, the MCU, portrayed by Florence Kasumba, so amazing in Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier, so amazing in all the things that she's in. She's just, again, she's got such a wonderful presence about her. And so um, she's uh, consistently, across both comics and MCU, Anika's partner and the new general of the Dora Milaje. And so, oh, um, yeah. so yeah, so now she's donning the gold the gold rings yeah. and, and the adornments on her outfit where that Okoye used to have. Uh, and then on the comic side, there is Nakia Shauku known as Malice. And so again, we've talked a little bit about Nakia in both the Black Panther episode, in the M'Baku episode, and then a little bit, of course, in the Wakanda Forever mini Marvel we did too. Um, but yeah, in the comics, she's she's got a little more edge to her. <laughs> she she was a former Dora Milaje who fell from grace, more or less, got obsessed with T'Challa. And then she also, she died at one point and she was brought back to life by Killmonger. My gosh. So she then, with that, with that revival came like this enhanced physiology. And so uh, she's a bad guy or was a bad guy. Uh, and she went by malice because she went crazy. And she th- throws people out of helicopters and moving planes. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. True. And then, uh, of course, on the much lighter side, in the MCU, Nakia is uh, perfor- uh, portrayed by Lupita Nyong'o. And so, you know, definitely not going to get too deep uh, on this character, uh, especially because she should absolutely have her own episode. Agree. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, like we mentioned earlier, Nakia wasn't exactly a Dora Milaje in the MCU. Yeah. She, like, wore the outfit. She borrowed an outfit in the first film. Was she ever in it, and then she willingly left? I don't remember what they said. Yeah. She just said, well, I knew, like, she was just... It wasn't for her, yeah. right? Like, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, because then... Because she just wanted to help the people of Wakanda. Right. Like, yeah. And it was, yeah, it was interesting. I need to rewatch that part, but, you know, difficult as it is, but... She does say in the second film that even even her fleeing Wakanda, uh, in Wakanda Forever, uh, once the king got sick, yeah, she just wanted to do more and help people. So that's why she ended up in in um, Haiti uh, with the son. So so yeah, we can talk a little bit more about uh, Nakia in her own episode, but. There are a few uh, Dora Milaje who have not been introduced into the MCU yet. Uh, and they're in the comics, their names are Zola, Myra, Narima, and Queen Divine Justice. And so Queen Divine, we actually talked very briefly about in the M'Baku episode, um, because she she's actually his cousin. That's right. Yeah, and her origin was very similar to Killmonger in that 
she uh, she is of of Wakandan blood, but she was born and raised in uh, in like Chicago or something. Uh. Yeah, and so they've they haven't introduced that character. Um, as for Zola, Zola is actually the person who trained Nakia in in Okoye in the comics. So they they talk about that character more in the the other series. And then um, they also have that young young adult novel that came out that we got a copy of for free oh, yes. from Marvel. Yeah, and so I, all these characters are characters they explore more on the sidelines. But um, there are some on screen that are also not in the comics. So for whatever reason, they've they've balanced the scales a bit. Those are our, those are the ones who are on screen but don't have comic book counterparts. Are Nombo, Yama, Jimini, and. Zol, Zoliswa. Zoliswa. Gosh, I'm just like butchering. Them. I mean, it's, I don't blame you. <laughs> it's tough, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, respectively, they're portrayed by Janisha Adams Ginyard, Zola Williams, Gemini Powell, and uh, Sidel Noel. And so, those are the other prominent, but not quite as prominent, yeah. Nora that we see off and on. But yeah, so, so it's interesting that they kind of made these, they took these liberties between the two. But. You know, there's obviously more and more we have not met yet. So who knows? Because they they could make a series, right? Wasn't that speculation that they might make a Dora Milaje like Disney Plus series at some point to like maybe help fill the the space where I would yeah. <laughs> Black Panther I would not be opposed to that. Yeah, it would be great. Um and so of course this brings us to the Midnight Angels. So this is the the one, you know, if I were to pick a actual true stark contrast between MCU and and comic, I would definitely say that the Midnight Angels is is part of that. Mm-hmm. So so in the comics, the Midnight Angels are a subgroup of the Dora Milaje oh. who use the specialized equipment to take on larger threats. So they're like the Avengers of Wakanda, right? <laughs> right? And so they're super powered, right? They to to some point where they have these accelerated suits and they're they're more empowered physically and physiology their physiology is enhanced and such. And so in the books their armor are stealth suits and the weaponry are non-vibranium. That's interesting. So they don't utilize the vibranium the way that they do in the, the MCU. Movie. Yeah. yeah. And for the Midnight Angels themselves, the primary members in the comics were Anika and Ayo. So the partners are, are, are it's basically them yeah. after they're stripped of their titles. And then Okoya was not a member at all of the, the Midnight Angels. Mm. So the fact that she takes on that helm, again, it's it's almost like it was supposed to be, they, they were going to initially start with Anika, but then they were like, oh, let's bring Okoye up to the forefront in the MCU instead and so build up building off of that character um rather than using the uh, the anika template yeah so of course in the mcu the midnight angels uh they're they're more of a team of former dora milaje because anika and okoye are the only two that have it yeah and so like i think what did shuri say she was like oh since you can't wear the garb anymore i made i made this for you you. yes Yeah, yeah so so yes, the the suits are specifically made by Shuri in the movie, and they're clearly like part <laughs> vibranium, if not entirely. I, I, mean, I don't know what to call it. To be I honest. don't see why you wouldn't <laughs> why you would make it with anything else. Yeah, right. Especially with all of the smaller intricacies of the suits that are clearly vibranium for the the regular Dora Milaje warrior outfits, um, and and yeah, and so the, in the movies they made those suits 
quote unquote specifically, but not specifically, uh, to also combat the Talokan. Um, and additionally, evidently Okoye's father, Korabo, was supposed to be, this is like entirely unrelated to what we just previously had, but it's in the family, family zone, is that her father was supposed to be in the film, mm-hmm. in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I guess she, he's mentioned in the script, yeah. but they never... I never made it. No, that far. didn't make it. Yeah, so so there might be actually yeah there, there there might be more Okoye story to tell that they can place somewhere else or present somewhere else. But but yeah, so that's about it for family, uh, friends, and affiliates, at least in the grander sense. Uh, notable adversaries. So so like with many of our episodes, you know, clearly there are, in this case there are Black Panther adjacent, adjacent uh, antagonists that. Mm-mm the Dora Malaja encounter because they're protecting the king. Yeah. So um, a few of the ones that they have encountered in the comics are Mephisto. That's, that's so hilarious. <laughs> the big M. When is he going to make an appearance? Yeah, man? man. Mephisto, Victor Von Doom, a.k.a. Dr. Doom, uh, Achibe, Killmonger, and Namor McKenzie. Did you know his last name was McKenzie in the comics? No. <laughs> yeah. Namor McKenzie. Uh, and then even Iron Man, um, especially during the whole, their version, the original version of Civil War with the Superhuman Registration Act. So, um, whereas in the MCU, they've gone against, you know, uh, Thanos, Black Order, Ulysses Claw, and of course, Namor and his tribe. And so for this discussion, we'll just revisit Killmonger a little bit and and more so tackle Namor. But uh, yeah, so Eric Killmonger, we actually haven't covered Killmonger. I know. I think we've been (laughs) either saving him or... Yeah, there's just so many also. Black Panther is so full of really outstanding characters. So it's almost like, where do we draw the line of who we're not going to cover, right? Because every single character is like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're worthy. They're super duper worthy and super duper uh, interesting. So, um, in the comics, you know, there's there's their most outstanding connection is actually just Nakia. Nakia is the connection between Killmonger and the Dora in the comics because she's the only one, right? Um, and they, those two have a connection because of the the, the path that they go down, and. Uh, Unfortunately, upon an untimely death, yeah, again, Killmonger revives Nakia, brings her back to life, imbues her with this power, and she becomes a bad guy. So that's the extent of it. They don't actually have huge interactions beyond that. Whereas in the film, of course, Eric Killmonger, portrayed by Michael B. Jordan. Yep. Didn't she say that was Sam's husband? One of them. <laughs> she, got <her> own, <laughs> she got her own list. Yeah. yeah and... <laughs> gonna leave <laughs> <laughs> and so of course first and last scene in black panther but that was our first and last appearances is he was last seen in what if um and so yeah I, I didn't know what more to say about him for now but yeah you know it was he had an interesting presence especially for okoye and the dora malaje putting them in that in the crosshairs of having to choose between serving the king yes. and or um, T'Challa. Right. And yeah. so it, it's, I, I really do love that whole thing because they're so dedicated to the country, to their land and their people Yeah, that they folded so hard and you could tell it hurt them. They're just like, oh. Yeah. And even like that, I think it was, 
the first film when they like as T'Challa has like died so to speak when he's like fallen over the cliff and Killmonger becomes the new king yeah like the 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 tension between like Nakia and Okoye when like Nakia is trying to flee and she's like, you you need to come. And Okoye's like, no, I can't. I, I, can't. I, I serve the king. Yeah. And yeah. it's just the the distress is like so palpable. It's like, oh, my God. Um, I really love that. And like it's it's omnipresent in the way that the daughter like conduct again. Like they're so strong willed and they they do. They serve their purpose. Right. They're given so much in the films and like as characters even though they're all the same yeah they all look the same they have the same garb um but they're so undeniably unique as individuals as well as as a group but um cat and then of course you know we'll talk about uh her other her other conflict later on but um also in the war right like while they're while they're at war with killmonger and their own people like it's they're still warriors you know yeah they're so strong and like standing their ground um which of course is consistent when they fight namor of course uh so in the comics again like i mentioned namor mckenzie aka the submariner or submariner depending on who who you ask and so, uh, in the comics, it was it was kind of tough, but a particularly standout moment for them was during this storyline that 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 spanned, I think, twelve issues of its own title. It was called Avengers versus X Men, and it was quite literally Avengers versus X Men. Mm. So each ep- each episode, each issue focused on an Avenger and an X Men who would combat over during the course of this entire storyline, mm. and so. They would put people up against each other like, oh, God, who? I can't even remember. I had every single one. Oh, wow. Of course you did. I had every variant. (laughs) Yeah, I, like, hated myself after the fact because every time I'd go to the comic store, when those comics were dropping, I would end up spending 45 to $60 because there's so many variants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, like, who do you want? Do you want Rogue to be more prominent or do you want Scarlet Witch? Like, Mm. you know, it's stuff like that. But anyway, so they, they actually butted heads in that story arc and and so during this particular storyline namor was imbued with the power of the phoenix force my gosh so so with that in the comics it's called atlantis which is obviously like aquaman yeah (laughs) and so it's again like we haven't talked about namor yet it might be time and they've made some changes obviously in the mcu but atlantis waged war against Wakanda. And so that's the only actual crossover Oh wow! that we could probably significantly talk about when it comes to the comics. Whereas in the film, we've all seen it. You know what goes down. <laughs> so Namor, AKA, I'm not even going to try and butcher it, but maybe I should. I don't know. Cause I don't know Yucatan Maya. Like I don't, I can't. I can't I'm not even going to attempt. Yeah, I, <laughs> I Googled how to pronounce it. It's because their 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 syllables are very different. Yeah, like their articulation. No, nope, not gonna different. try. Yeah, Sorry. it's like it looks like Chia to Almahen, but it's like it's like. Yeah. Takato, um, like it's very difficult. No, I, gonna, I'm so sorry to everybody who speaks Yucatan uh, Maya. <laughs> I'm so sorry, um, but yes, Namor or Namor, 
portrayed by uh, Tinoch Huerta and Manuel Chavez as a child in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yeah, so so let's sit with Namor a little bit and talk about how his influence. (laughs) Like we said this in our Wakanda Forever episode. Like, yeah, he's like actually quite scary. What did he What did he say when when he uh, pretty much spoiler killed Angela Bassett, (laughs) killed the queen? Yeah, he was like, "Grieve your deaths, or mourn your losses." Yeah, because tomorrow, like. Oh, I think he says bury your dead. Bury oh, yeah. bury your dead. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. I'm I'm coming back. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh. And the way that his spicy his presence, right? Yeah. And that scene especially, right? Like I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, because this is like, of course, like Angela Bassett was outstanding again. I mean, all due respect, but should have won. Should have won. <laughs> um, she should have won the Oscar. Uh that scene of her dismissing Okoye from the Dora Melage and also as general. And then to like literally five minutes later, die. And then like the absolute like terror that they was not all that was like had. one of the that's one of the few surprises in the MCU where I was just like Yeah, dude. I was not expecting that. I was verbally saying out I was like, no. I was like, there's no way, right? I was like, they didn't kill her too. Wow. Yeah, and of course the effect that it has on Nakia, on Shuri, on Okoye. On the the whole nation. And I think she even said it. Like, did did she say was she like, My queen? Something like that. Like she still regarded her as Queen Mother. Yeah. Even though all that happened to her, which is a testament of the Dora Melage, but yeah, like, oof. And then, so, like, all that rage, like, bundled up and released. And also, like, you have to remember, like, they, they're they still, like, grieving for Chad. So yeah. it made everything so much worse. Yeah, I wonder like, how that, like, table read went when everybody found that out and was like, what? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I don't remember... I don't remember seeing anything in particular when they were like, oh, and... Because, of course, they always tell the person first. Like, yeah. hey look in act two your character is going to die yeah but i wonder if that was i forget i don't know if i read or not mm. or if it's out there if that was in the original script oh, do you know you know how the original before like they knew of chad i can't remember it was supposed to be um because because t'challa got blipped right right so now he came back mm-hmm. but i think so the basically the and then that and then they had their son yeah so i think the son of T'Challa and Nakia are supposed to play a bigger role in the second movie rather yeah. than just be like a thing at the end. Stinger, yeah. 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 And then it was supposed to be be like a kind of like a father son kind That's of right. like yeah kind of journey of sure. like of T'Challa of T'Challa being of T'Challa re really like kind of aligning himself with the world after being blipped, mm-hmm. but then also having this son showing him that journey. Yeah. Because he's been without him for that for the five years. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was supposed to be the original. God. Yeah. (laughs) It's so so brutal. But they were still able to produce a film that made so much emotion and movement unintentionally, right? Yeah. And now that, you know, and then, and then Namor didn't die. So it's like now they're like kind of technically at peace with each other. Sure. Where if like you help us, we'll help you type of thing against the greater world yeah. which is like i guess like earth you'd say mm-hmm. so that's interesting yeah and you want to and you just want to hope to see like how does that pan out right 
because even, you know, and I wrote it down here in my notes, it's like the first, the first like hint that it could be Namor was like in an end game when Okoye is giving her report there's to earth, oh, reports of earthquakes. Yeah, reports we of earthquakes. handle it by not handling it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which we then come to know is like, yeah, it was kind of a nod to... Because they didn't really field it in Wakanda Forever, I feel. Yeah. But it was kind of like a nod to, oh, you know, of course, earthquakes are derivatives of core of the earth. But what if it's not the core of the earth and it's underwater? And so, yeah, to kind of have that kind of pay off whether or not they intended to. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty great. And, and yeah. And so, yeah, like, I mean, I need to watch it. Hopefully I can watch it eventually again. But yet to watch to in Wakanda Forever, the way that, again, Okoye is, despite how many people are in the story and their stories are being told, her path is really navigated well. Because, like, even with Trudy being abducted, that yeah. whole thing, and her and Okoye going up against the trio of Talokan, and, like, I don't know, man. Denai Gurria is, like, insane. She's so good. Kills I it. love her so much. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's 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 wild. And it's, it's interesting to see how far, again, how she has come from the first time she's on screen in Black Panther 2, now being the Midnight Angel, and yeah. how much she hates that. <laughs> What is what does Mbaku call her again? Bald headed demon. Ba- you bald headed demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's she's come a super duper long way. If my soldiers were present, this fishman would be bound before us as we if speak. If your muscle brains were present, they would still be there choking on their fuzzy adornments. You bald headed demon. So when it comes to love interests. Uh, she's got a very, very short list. It exists. Uh, in the comics, she does have this very, very, very short, it's not even, you know, I wouldn't even call it a relationship to be honest, but it it does bring a lot of interesting bits to her story. Um, and so it was with a character called, uh, named Kevin, quote unquote, Casper Cole, and so, uh, in a nutshell, he was a Jewish biracial narcotics officer in the NYPD. Oh my gosh. Uh, the Organized Crime Control Bureau Department. And so, Casper, they called it's 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 very interesting because he was a biracial child of black and white parents. They called his dad, I believe his name was like Jack Black or Black Jack. Jack okay. Black. Nice, that'd be Peaches. Um, peaches, 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 peaches. So they called his dad was Black Jack Cole. And okay. so that was his street name. And it was because like the saying was like, oh, his dad was black as night. And then his mother was, you know, she was a white woman, but they called him Casper because he was like white, like a friendly ghost. Ghost. Yeah. But it's with a K, but so that he turns it into a nickname that kind of worked for him. So he's actually predominantly known as Casper. And so anyway, he, Casper took up the mantle of Black Panther during this this period in the comics where um, T'Challa was unable to fulfill his duties. So I believe he had an aneurysm. And so oh he was, he was, you know, some people thought he was dead. Other people thought that he was just exiled or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so Casper happened upon the suit. He stole it. Nice. And then he puts it on and he goes around 
pretending to be yeah it's almost like the miles morales thing where he got the spider-man suit he made a spider he's like i'm spider-man it was like dude spider-man just died what are you what are you doing (laughs) and that's why he changed his suit but in casper's case it was almost like t'challa was like no this is okay because i can't do it anyway Mm. let somebody else do it so so casper was kind of successful in that way but he cross he crosses paths with both okoye and t'challa because okoye of course is T'Challa's trusted advisor. So even during his being under the radar, she's still with him. Got it. And so T'Challa's like, you know, it's okay. I kind of want to put him to the test and see if he can be the Black Panther. He successfully does so, but he's interested in Okoye. Uh, and so she's, she's also serving a purpose of you're part of the test. Because he had a girlfriend and she was pregnant and T'Challa's like, all right. Can you do it? <laughs> Again, like very fatherly in a yeah, weird yeah, way. Yeah. Right? Like, like, don't, you can't be interested in That's her. Funny. Yeah. And so he succeeded and he, he stays with his partner, but that's all like, there's no actual romantic interlinking yeah. at all. Um, and there is no MCU counterpart yet, yet that we know of. So, so we'll see if that actually ever comes to be. Um, and then for Wakabi, uh, so aside being of the Wakandan tribes, because I, I believe Okoye is also part of the border tribe. She's derivative of, board, of the border tribe. So they don't have a relationship in the books. Oh, wow. At all. So Okoye doesn't have love interests. She's straight and narrow for the most part. You know, she's very, again, very Dora Milaje esque in that. She's dedicated where she's dedicated. Yeah, yeah. But not to anyone in particular except for Wakanda. Yeah. And so, uh, in fact, uh, Wakabi was married to another person in the comics. Her name was Chandra. And he's been dead in the comics since oh, gosh. 2009. <laughs> Damn. All right. Yeah. So he's, he's, yeah, he's been out of commission for a bit. So on the MCU side, it is kind of mind blowing, right? Again, yeah. another reason of like, interesting why ryan coogler and and the script writers in particular like why did they make these particular choices about Mm. which characters i'm just curious so so wakabi of course portrayed by the amazing daniel coolia aka spider punk oh my god i love him so much i saw a clip of hot ones that they like threw up again like as a throwback oh yeah it was his and i was like ah Love Daniel Coolidge. Oh, yeah. I love him. Um, and of course, first and last seen in Black Panther, because, yeah, we've not seen him since. Yeah. Um, and again, member of the Border Tribe who ultimately took the side of Killmonger in the first film. And then uh, before surrendering to his love uh, at Spear Point. Um, and yeah, the only flicker of a mention we get of him in Wakanda Forever is from Queen Ramonda. And when Okoye's like, I can't even see my husband or something. Yeah. And Ramon I think he was like, supposed to be in it, but scheduling. Scheduling, yeah. yeah the, the whole pushback. Because I think he was doing Nope, right? Probably. Yeah. Which is also actually really, really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It is. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, the only the only mention of, of it is like, oh, well, at least your husband is alive and a prisoner, <laughs> betrayer, whatever she says. Um so yeah, so he's in jail. <laughs> Just like, oops. Well, <laughs> but yeah, so so the only relationship that Okoye actually has is the MCU. 
And that's it. And does she even have one anymore? I don't know. Eh, we'll see. So aesthetic. This is where I think I did the most research, to be perfectly honest. Because, like, let's be frank, the Dota Melage garb is where it's at, right? And so, of course, designed by Ruth E. Carter and conceptualized by Anthony Francisco, um, it's, it's said that until the mid-2000s, the Dora Milaje used traditional Wakandan clothing prior to the full-body vibranium armor that now protects them, yeah. not only against typical adversaries, but superhuman combatants as well. So if you see, like, <laughs> where did I put my... Oh. So if you see in the comic... Like again, they they first showed up in these skin tight yeah. dresses, but they always do. Yeah, if you look at this other screenshot, this was an early iteration of their oh, larger wow. outfits, oh, which yeah. is like I don't even know how you would describe that. To be perfectly honest, it's kind of like I don't know. They got some visor things going on. Like it's interesting, and it's right? all vibranium. This yeah, and so it's it's interesting right so it's like some uh what's that what's that uh game called metroid man was it kind of right was it, is it metroid metroid, metroid yeah, yeah yeah forgot her name uh yeah, i forgot her name darn <laughs> no that's gonna be in my head um oh man that won't that's gonna haunt me for a minute <laughs> <laughs> um and people are like shouting it at home um yeah it, it was a very interesting look in the comics compared to what we're obviously more familiar with and so i put some some uh in our little doc here um but yeah so so the process uh for ruth especially in in creating the the costumes for film was apparently so intense and um she really dove into african tribal wear which is a no-brainer and so um ruth you know specifically pulled for the from the in in the belly um South African tribe whose women wear the breasts and copper rings like, you know, around the, around the neck, around the wrists. Um, and that in, in real life slim, symbolizes the bond between um, women and their husbands and their faithfulness. It's the dedication. It's, just, it's basically a wedding ring uh. that they actually wear on their bodies. And so in the case for the film itself, the ring served as a purpose, uh, you know, not only for adornment, but also protection because they're like, kind of like Wonder Woman, right? Like ding, yeah. ding, ding. And, and they're vibranium. So, you know, nothing gets past them. Love me some vibranium, <laughs> And then as for the red coloration, um, Ruth pulled from the Turkana, Maasai, and Hema tribes. And all of those tribes wear, predominantly wear red. And so for the Dora Milaje, especially, she amplified the contrast in the color because um, she wanted them to look daunting and formidable when they are in that group of, of women. Yeah. It's in, like you see it in every setting, right? Like especially when they, that scene in Black Panther 1 where they're all against Killmonger. And yeah, they're yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that scene is so, like that. Doo -doo. And the then spears. The spears, yeah. yeah. And that's like you just see this like cloud of red. It's so dope. And so, um, and then on the other flip side, in addition to all of that, there's Anthony Francisco, who is a very proud Filipino. <laughs> and he's mentioned like countless times how his family and the culture have in inspired his work with the creations that he has made, like Baby Groot, for instance. Mm. He's technically Filipino. <laughs> because yes. 
and, and I think Boricua too. Like it's something he's, ah. I forgot, like we mentioned in our episode and I can't remember the source that I, I found, but, but he is, because he, he's, yeah, anyways, but Groot was based, baby Groot was based off of Anthony's, uh, son who was a child at the time um but yeah so he he also incorporated multiple elements from multiple asian cultures uh when he was conceptualizing the dora Milaje. so um if you look back at very like historical uh you know like native filipino tribes mm-hmm. and tribes women who would have the the septum piercings yeah. and the earrings and it's also something you see in in a lot of you know uh, Indian cultures as well, um, you know, like he literally went all across the board as far as far as Asia went. He did do Indian, Japanese, Taiwan, like every single one he touched, he added something onto the Dora. And so I think if you see like his artwork, he even identifies like, oh, this is from a tribe in the Philippines. Like it's it's kind of crazy. So, so it's so unified of of all these cultures. I love it. And so. Yeah, it's it's mostly seen like in that that pelt that they wear around their waist in the design. Yeah, 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 yeah. So apparently in the ornate detailing of that and the beadwork of the plates, he incorporated Filipino, From Filipino culture. culture. Yeah, I was like, all right. So sick. <laughs> okay, yeah. And so Jeff here, the pictures that I put here, the one on the left is the the Midnight Angels. Ooh. And so in the in the comics, I believe it's Ao. Ao has uh, an arrow on her forehead, uh-huh. which yeah. is arrow pattern, yeah. which is very similar to the one that Okoye has. Yes, but <laughs> but you can see like Ao Ao's is like the kid from Airbender. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's um, like Ang. Ang, yeah, it looks like <laughs> Ang's. It looks like Ang's where it's like a down pointing arrow, whereas Okoye. It's like a more of just a spearhead. Ah. Um, yeah, but yeah, so so they've the the costumes play an equally important part when it comes to these characters. And then that brings us to other versions and in other media. So there was only one that I really wanted to focus on because Okoye has made multiple appearances as well as a Dora uh, in anim- in animation. But when it comes to variants, I thought the one that was really standout was the one from Earth eight nine five two one. Once again. What if, dot, 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 zombies, which is an exquisite episode. Yeah. <laughs> I love Jeez. that episode. Yeah. I need to go back and rewatch What If because I've only done it once. I've only watched it all the way through yeah. once. Um, but yeah, my first note is, died. <laughs> she died. <laughs> but it was fantastic because she was leading that team of like Bucky Barnes and I yeah. Think Vision yeah. and Wasp. And Ant Man, yeah, it was a Spider Man, yeah, was, it was a lot. Yeah, oh yeah, not Ant Man because he was a zombie. I think he was a giant zombie, wasn't he? No, <laughs> I he can't w- remember. Oh, in the zombies episode, yeah. No, he was um, he was being held hostage by by Vision. Remember, because he was just the head. Scott Lang was just oh, the head. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's even worse than I remember. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing. Holy, yeah, I love that episode. So, so yeah, unfortunately, Okoye died. Um, but she, not she, but the Dora Milaje were also featured in an episode, uh, what if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? And that's the one where we actually see Queen Ramonda as the general of the, of the Dora uh. Milaje. It's super quick, but if you go back, I was like, I don't really remember it. So I looked at the screenshot 
And yeah, it's Queen Ramonda and she's the general instead of Okoye in that particular corner of yeah. the universe. Um, I will say, I take back what I said at the top, near the top of the show about I Am Groot. There is another cameo. Oh. That is not Guardians of the Galaxy. That is very interesting. And I All was right. like, oh. I guess I'll watch tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And it's in the last episode. So try to watch it, quote unquote, in order. In or- okay, you know, yeah. Not sure. Necessarily of course. In order. Yeah. So, uh, so enjoy that. Um, and so for almost was, shocker to none, there are none. Nobody. It was for her. She had it in the bag from the get-go. Yes. It is very clear why. I mean, I would go as far as to say that Kugler like really tailored and modified Okoye for Denai because it was like so like dude, of course. Like Yeah. Yeah. So so there's no fun in that one, but I mean, we got an amazing uh, Okoye. So no complaints. And so for the future of the character in the MCU, we did get a listener question. Andrew Frank, 17, on IG. Do you think Shuri will bring Okoye back to the Dora Milaje? Uh, can you come back? I don't know, right? If you've right? been dismissed? I don't think so. I think it's, it's once you're done, you are discharged for life. Henceforth, the Midnight Angels. But I, if it's possible, if it's possible. I think it was possible, sure, but... I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. Mm-mm. I mean, who knows where also like the next, you know, Black Panther story is going to be. Yeah. Or yeah. when. Yeah. There's just so much lined oh, up. I know. You know, <laughs> so it's like, who knows what's going to happen. Honestly. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with you, Jeff. Um, when do you think we'll see her next? Same. I mean, I mean, we're going to get like, you know, our Avenger level movies soon mm-hmm. actually not soon anymore mm-hmm. um within the next maybe three years or whatever yeah so maybe we'll get you know yeah them at some point but i don't know the yeah. mc's getting bigger and bigger i was gonna say like do you do you even see them being incorporated after this point like do you beyond a potential wherever they bring in the talokan again yeah. Like, what if Namor has his own film or whatever it is? Do you even see the Dora Milaje, let alone Okoye, being integrated into any of that I stuff? I can see it maybe mm-hmm. in Thunderbolts. Really? Just like Cause super of the quick, super Bucky, just because of. The Bucky of thing. But now that we also know that Martin Freeman's character was yes. a freaking scroll. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> so we like so it's kind of like okay so where was. Yeah. What, what, what's where was what's his character's name? Agent. You know this. Oh my god, dude! I'm blanking. You out. know, you Did said I, it earlier. Did I? Think, I think I just yeah. said Martin Freeman. No. Oh, I, I, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think I just said Martin Freeman. Oh Ross. my god, what, Ross. Yeah. There it is, Everett Ross. Everett Ross. So it's kind of like yeah. so. Where was Ross in in Wakanda Forever? Mm-hmm. Like, was he a scroll then? That's right, and I think I said this during our Secret Invasion mini because he was like. Yeah, dude, he like straight up got arrested <laughs> for helping. So is that Scroll Ross or is that yeah, Ross Ross? So you so saw like I think I said this in our in, in our in our Secret Invasion where it's like now the Secret Invasion is done. Like now we're gonna be like okay, who's the freaking Scroll in the government and all you know? So yeah. it's kind of like you know where where is that because we obviously know that Agent Ross is a very is like probably like the only liaison to 
To Wakanda. To Wakanda. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like... I mean, and then key. with Thunderbolts coming in, you have yeah. like... You have Thunderbolt Ross, and then you also have, at some point, um, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character coming Contessa. in. Contessa. Van- Valentina Contessa. Vanti- Van- Valentina. Contessa. So, I always forget her full name. Yeah. The Allegra Fontaine. Yes. I was, I was going to say Fontaine. And I was like, yeah. Contessa Valentina de Allegra Fontaine. Yeah. And we all know like their his like her history with, with Ross. Sure. So it's kind of like, I could see that maybe them being mentioned. I don't know if they would ever show up, but I it's, know, right? but Thunderbolts is already jam packed. Also, I would all, I would almost say that between Ross and Bucky, they've got a cameo locked in. Yeah. Because AO for, Bucky and then Okoye for Ross, but but at the same time again, like so, do they? <laughs> like, then, I mean, then you have that, but then you also just have, but then you also just have like but also logistics. Zemo, then you just have like Zemo, logistics yeah. too. It's kind of yeah. like, do they have a purpose? Uh, are they available? I changed, Can you write them in? Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely changed my answer now though because yes, Baron Zemo is captive in Wakanda. So if, yes, if that's Zemo, a trade-off. That was a trade-off. Yeah, yeah. If Zemo, as he was originally supposedly intended to be in Thunderbolts, but they like kind of just like photoshopped him out, then that would be the key in. That's mm. that's the way oh, that I can right. see them. Right. Like he was supposed to be so, announced, so but I don't they're know. like, no, I just, they didn't. I don't, because I'm also anti like, don't just put characters in to put characters in. I'm like, whatever's yeah. the story of that, of that movie or show. Yeah. You know, yeah. As, exactly. o- as long as only if it like services the story. Yeah, that's always my thing. I agree. So, so that said, suggested reading. So I would say uh, for more about Okoye and the Dora Milaje, uh, n- the 1998 through 2000 run of Black Panther, that's Volume Three, gives a good sense of the roots um, for both Okoye as well as the Dora. And then uh, in 2022, 2022, in 2022's <laughs> <laughs> Wakanda, simply titled Wakanda. Um, I think it was a five or six issue short series that followed some of the more familiar faces. So it's like Shuri and then Umbaku and then Nakia and then, uh, of course, Okoye. But they also introduced uh, a hero that became a fan favorite in the comics that they have not introduced in the MCU yet. So this could be another character that they might bring in eventually. But his name is Tosin. And so um, that whole series takes place while T'Challa is in exile. So it really focuses on the Mm. other characters and their subplots. And then, (laughs) funny enough, 2021's Iron Fist, Heart of the Dragon, um, it it basically features a bunch of the the deadliest and most skilled warriors fighting alongside Iron Fist. And Uh of course... Okoye is one of them. So there's zombies, there's dragons, there's butt kicking. What more can you ask for? Of course. And then last but not least, of course, any of the various Wakanda Forever titles. There's a ton of them. Uh, anything past 2010, you're probably good for because that's when they really, again, started to sort of integrate what's familiar in the MCU. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Even the look is is there. So So definitely would suggest that. And that said... That's the end of the show. Woo! Woo! What a roller coaster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we actually, we had uh, ended the previous episode with, like, we weren't sure who'd cover yet, and so we opened up polls on our social media, and it was between Okoye and the Dora Milaje, Shuri, Hella, and Mary Jane Watson. 
And so I remember before we had broke for our respective trips, yeah. I was like, all right, Jeff, pie in the sky, who would you want to cover? You were like, I think it's time for my girl, MJ. And so I was like, okay, cool. And then the polls were like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Okoye. So we're going to cover Mary Jean Watson at long last. All it's of them. Been, <laughs> all of them. Exactly right. We're going to do MJ Watson. We're going to do Michelle Jones Watson. We're going to do Mary Jane Watson. So all three Woo! and their variants in the next episode for the big 64. A We Are Groot salute to Ashley, Ed, Ariel, Sherry, Andrea, Melanie, Tyler, Jenny, Eve, Katie, Edgar, Robin, the Arachnard, Nats, Claire, Joliz, Andrew, and Laura. Follow us on social at S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. And if you like what you hear, review, rate, and subscribe. Yes, please. Once again, thanks for listening. We'll catch y'all in the next See one. See you later. Bye. Bye. Release him to us now. Hi, John Walker. Captain America. Well, let's, uh, let's put down the pointy sticks and we can talk this through, huh? Hey, John, take it easy. You might want to fight Bucky before you tangle with the Dora Milaje. The Dora Milaje don't have jurisdiction here. The so. Dora Milaje have jurisdiction wherever the Dora Milaje find themselves to be.